This podcast is sponsored by O's. O's is a premium disposable flavored vape. It comes in 12 delicious flavors and all ingredients are made in the United States. I'm personally in love with the lemon tart. It's practically always in my hand. If you vape and have not tried O's yet, you can head on over to letsoz.com. That's L-E-T-S-O-Z-E dot com. You can order now and use my promo code HARMONY and get 30% off your order. Again, that's O's.com, promo code HARMONY. This episode is sponsored by Doom & Groom. Doom & Groom are a craft hair, skin, beard, and tattoo care company based in Denver, Colorado. Their oils, balms, butters, and pomades are great for use from head to toe, keeping your hair and skin healthy and hydrated. All of their products are unisex, dye-free, chemical-free, plastic-free, and organic. Head on over to doomandgroom.net and use my code HARMONYDOOM for 10% off your purchase. Once again, that is doomandgroom.net, promo code HARMONYDOOM. This podcast is sponsored by Nexus Mars. Nexus Mars is an online edible and snack pack company. If you head over to nexusmars3.com, you will see everything they have to offer. Thanks to Nexus Mars, I can offer you a very exclusive deal. For the first 100 people that head over to nexusmars3.com and use promo code HARMONY20, you will receive 20% off your order. Again, that is only for the first 100 people. So head on over to nexusmars3.com before this offer expires. Hey guys, what's up and welcome to What the Actual F. My name is Harmony and as always, I will be your host here. This week I have somebody with me and um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Richie. How's it going? <laughs> so this is a good friend of mine and I thought that it would be great to have him on the episode this week where we are going to discuss some dark movie theories that I found on the internet. And... Uh, would love to have your input as I go through these. That's awesome. I love movies. You have said that you've told me a few times that you watch a lot of movies. Yes. So. The ones that make you feel good. I have a feeling you've watched several of these. Some of them you may or may not be uh, familiar with, but we'll still go through the theories as well. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Okay, so have you ever seen the movie Titanic? Yes, I love Titanic. Yeah? What was your favorite scene? Oh my gosh, when him and his buddy were at the tip just, I'm on top of the world! (laughs) (laughs) So, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet, totally like one of the all-time most beautiful love stories, except for the simple fact that she had enough room on that fucking door. I think we can all agree on that. That goddamn door, man. I have you seen they have countless things where people have uh, gotten like the same size door and showed that she had enough room and just people were like playing cards on one like so much space and then she was just like I'll never let go and proceeds to let go. Well, I mean, he was frozen. He had. (laughs) I don't know where else he would have gone. Okay. Well, our first dark theory that I found on the internet involves Titanic. 
and it is Rose imagined Jack to help her cope with her severe depression. And I'm going to break it down, like how the internet doesn't just say that this is obviously plausible, they break down why it's plausible. So you want to, you want to hear this? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm intrigued. So, according to this theory, Jack was apparently a figment of Rose's imagination. According to a Reddit user, a few years ago, they suggested that they stated that Rose was so miserable aboard the Titanic that her fiancé, Cal, is a literal human trash can. I mean, he Billy is. Him he did, though. He, he did. did. Those eyebrows that he has, man, they should be their own movie star. I mean, him and like Eugene Levy with what, those eyebrows, man. <laughs> so, besides him, you know, Cal is obviously kind of a, he's a dick. So, she then creates Jack as a way to, to escape from him and everybody. And the Redditor goes on to explain that it's no coincidence that Jack and Rose's first encounter happens when she is about to jump off of the boat to, you know, commit suicide, as, as we would be led to believe. I don't think she's going to swim from that, uh, especially because the motor or the propellers. Well, the thingy is make that spin in the water. We're right that under. That That's, <laughs> it was one of those, one of those. Um, so he shows up and it's literally in that moment he like helps her reclaim her life and just become this whole new leaf is turned um this explains why his language in the film is so encouraging to her and uh, empathetic with mm -hmm. what she's going through mm -hmm. and that his sole purpose is to help rose find the confidence to live a a full life on her own terms. Okay, that's one so way to see it. What? What do you? What do you take? You don't. You don't think this could be? Because there is more to it. Well, I'm thinking it from a different aspect. Okay. And it's a realization about maybe some women that even when they daydream men, they still have to play hard to get. What is that about? <laughs> if he is imaginary, why is she still making him go through so many hoops? Well, maybe, you know, she's, she's imagining this man, maybe she's, it's, she's imagining that this guy would do these things, you know, I don't understand the imagining of Sorry. someone no, saving. It's like, wait a minute, hold up, if he is a figment, like, why is he working so hard? Maybe she wanted, if it is, maybe again. Maybe she just needed that. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe she needed that. Now, again, the Redditor states that, uh, one point, Jack tells Rose, if you don't break free, you're going to die. So basically, this figment that she created is this amazing man. And it's somebody that also doesn't, isn't bound by society's norms because she came from a pretty up, like, up there yeah, class. And uh, then the nail in the coffin to this whole theory is that there is no record of Jack ever being on board of the Titanic. Now, this uh, also goes, uh, the Redditor also states that when Rose is asked about Jack many, many years later, 
that there was no record of him in, in the movie. When they go on, they're like, we've checked the records. There was no Jack Dawson, you know. Yeah. And uh, she says, no, there wouldn't be, would there? He exists now only in my memory. But he didn't exist on record because he won the tickets in a card game, him and yeah. his friend. Yeah, and we're talking like, you know, Early 1900s, they, you know, they were. It wasn't really, like they could take like selfies. Hold on, Jack, let's have a selfie because you just dominated yeah. my ass in poker. Yeah, and you're not like, like checking in on your app like you would on Southwest. <laughs> oh, 24 hours ahead, I'm good to go. Okay, Can you Save that place in line at the buffet, okay? Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, shit. That's great. No, so there wouldn't, there wouldn't be any record. So I don't think that that holds up that that could show proof that this theory has a lot of holds water i guess you could I, say I get, well it's all it was i mean the titanic obviously that itself we know some, the titanic happened exactly like but I don't know really that much about the people who were on there you know no well jack and rose are, are false characters that they yeah. created yeah but it was they had to create some sort of story uh, you know, to already, yeah. for some reason, distract from the amazing, crazy story of the Titanic itself. Super glad they did, because well, they made it much more interesting than just about singing. <laughs> but no, uh, I, I don't know if I can, if I say, if I am fully on board with this theory. I do think that Jack was an actual person, and I think that Rose was going through a lot of shit in her life. She did, I think she was kind of being forced into being with Cal, who seemed like maybe on paper a great guy, but in reality was kind of a douchebag that just had a lot of money and didn't give a shit, and she didn't like that, you know? That's, that's a, that's a, that's a, really just a part of our past like things aren't like that anymore but i'm sure that in the past yeah. a lot of women had arranged marriages yeah just because of, you know status. and then and then here comes this one guy happens to be out there when she's literally in her worst moment of her life debating i mean on the on the other side just ready to let go and he come happens to come by and it's like oh shit okay and they like he stops her because I mean I don't know a lot of people would probably in that moment try to stop that person you know so I I don't think it's figment I think I think that's part of the movie just yeah I agree part of the movie I but think. that is a definitely a dark theory like it's, yeah a little right a little mean Jack's part I feel we like have work right we have plenty yeah. more to go through so you prepared to go through some more of these yeah let's shop you don't know me, but I know you. I want to play a game. So, I know that you are not the biggest fan of horror movies. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Is it safe to say you've never seen the Saw series? It is very safe to say that I have not seen <laughs> the Saw series. Do you know about the Saw series? I do know about the Saw series. <laughs> I feel like we've said Saw series. Just that term so many times. I know. I just want to make sure everybody knows we're talking about the Saw series. <laughs> All right. So this series, um, though you haven't seen it, involves do you know who? Like who is the, I guess, what was like the antagonist, the bad guy? Who is the bad guy of this series? Do you know that name? No, I know he rides a little tricycle. That's... <laughs> That's the guy. That's like that's like a I, I don't want it's like a it's like a face of him, but the actual guy is that's the, that's Jigsaw, yeah. But like what you're thinking of the little tricycle dude is like the puppet, the puppet, the yeah. Okay, well I've never met him, but I know who that guy is. I know 
don't think you'd want to meet him. If you're meeting him, you're meeting Jigsaw, and that means you are fucked. By whom? Jigsaw. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, all right. I think I live with that. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go into this theory, and although you've never seen the movies, I'm going to kind of give you like a little bit of a rundown of exactly what Saw and Jigsaw is really quick. So... The Saw series is a, a bunch of horror movies that are a bit, I don't want to say a bit gory. They're fucking gory. And it's all about this, we're going to call him a serial killer, named Jigsaw, who goes and he finds these people that are just not exactly the best kind of people. They're just like, they're, it's like, think Dexter, but not as like, great, you know? I hear you. And uh, severe torture, but of the medieval kind. I mean, like, some seriously fucked up shit. Like, if you want to survive, you have to cut somebody's body open to get a key out of them. Oh, but they were your friends, and they just happened to be dead themselves. Not feeling better about Jigsaw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, but there's several movies of this, and uh, Jigsaw became this because his, like, his whole personal backstory is, like, pretty, it's pretty grim. It gets grim. So, yeah. Alright, uh, so now you know what Saw and Jigsaw is, and I needed you to know that because you've never seen the series that you would not understand this theory. Now, as we come across things, I'll discuss more so you can kind of get it, but if you don't, it's fine. I just would like to know what your take is on this theory. Yeah. Okay. So, in 1990, Saw the release of Home Alone. I know, you're probably like, what, what the fuck? What? <laughs> so. Yeah, I... I've watched Home Alone. Okay. So this became popular and it spawned a series of follow-up films, which, you know, include, according to this theory, the Saw series. Really? Yes. Wow. So this, this whole theory is that Home Alone, Kevin McAllister's, grew up to be Jigsaw. Leave a lot of booby traps and torture two guys. That is one of the big reasons why. So you want me to like break this whole thing down? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the main reasoning behind this theory is that Kevin and Jigsaw both seem to have a knack for creating traps, just like what you just said. Yeah. So that's that's the biggest thing. And the uh, theory even goes deeper, pointing out how seemingly innocent Kevin, quote, displays anger control issues and uh, a proclivity pro oh my god i can't even read my own handwriting proclivity what <laughs> proclivity proclivity can you read this i can read it but i cannot say it proclivity 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 i'm not even gonna try that okay 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 then people are gonna know and I can't read movie Well, he has a knack for violent fantasies, is what, I, which, what I'm trying to say there, but I was trying to do it smart. When I'm writing, I'm very intelligent. When I speak, I am not. Huh. So. I'm very intelligent when I sleep. <laughs> so, and um, he also has a tendency for, like, voyeuristic ways. He liked to watch what was happening to his victims when they were going through the traps. You know, he got, he got kind of, like, excited by it. He was like, what? Okay, so that that was that was some of the claims, and they combined all of this with a fetish for recording videos, which he loved to do. So wait, 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 real quick. Yeah. If I put down a mouse trap, and then I hear it go off, and it gives me unbelievably satisfaction, does that make me close to Jigsaw? 
Um, I don't. I, I set a trap. It got set off. I would have watched it, but I had to go make some popcorn to watch TV. <laughs> No? Okay, I got off topic. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't even know. I would... Do you have... Do you feel sad for the poor... The poor little... Uh, no, he kept eating my food. Oh, well, yeah, that's sad. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I was just giving... But you're not, a jig, you're not jigsaw. I'm not jigsaw. No. Okay. Oh, wait, are you? Do I not... Do I need to have something? Okay. I don't have a tricycle. <laughs> wait, I thought you didn't know the movies i don't uh, okay but i've been forced to watch trailers <laughs> okay all right so um he has these that fetish you know he's like recorded video and the thing about jigsaw is jigsaw likes to watch he recorded his uh what are they like victims no. yeah uh he would communicate with them through recorded video as well of the puppets the that, that famous fat face with the, yeah. Um, also added to this theory is that Kevin develops a unusual fascination with his next door neighbor, Marley, a man who is rumored to be a serial killer and nicknamed the Southbound Shovel Slayer. So, I don't, do you remember that? You know? Oh, yes, absolutely. So, they say that that obsession with a possible serial killer means that like, and his, his knack for all of these traps means that he's absolutely got to be Jigsaw. Oh yeah. He's good with the cocoa pops. Did you see him pick up that tarantula? What the fuck? Uh, ah, no. <laughs> who, who is that? Okay. With just, I, I can't even take Danny long legs on, let alone something that huge. <laughs> so, um, from the beginning of home alone, Kevin displays a tendency for anger and impulse control. After Buzz, his older brother, eats all of the cheese pizza, Kevin flies into a rage and physically lashes at Buzz. So that kind of is showing evident that maybe Kevin's a little bit unhinged. Buzz kind of coming though he's a little bit of a dick. We, uh, yeah, absolutely. Buzz was a fucking asshole. Yeah. But... Kevin had a hard time controlling his emotions. Well, I mean, that's very true. I feel like for that particular... I mean, that's that could be just, like, brotherly anger. I don't know See, if he I would... I don't have siblings, so I don't get that. I don't think he would take flight on Yeah, on I've seen siblings beat the shit that. out of... I mean, I, I've seen... don't give up. Yeah, like, seriously, because yeah. I don't have siblings. I don't understand it, but I have straight up seen siblings wail. I mean, just, just deck. And I, I sit there like, what the fuck? Am I about to see a murder? Do I need to go ahead and call 911? If I had a nickel for every time my older brother whooped my ass, I'd have <laughs> too many nickels. <laughs> but yeah, like, so, I mean, I think, like, your anger, you know, when you know somebody and they should know your boundaries, you have less patience for that bullshit. But a complete stranger... You're going to be more sympathetic and empathetic Absolutely. because you don't know them. And they don't know your boundaries. So I feel like, you know, in that yeah. part, it's more of just Kevin's like, my older brother's a dick. I'm going <laughs> to fucking punch him because he's, pur he's purposely pissing me off. Not like a stranger who does it accidentally. Yeah. Okay, so then later, Kevin does get pizza after a odd interaction with this delivery boy. He... He has snippets of audio from an old video uh, tape to make the delivery boy think that he's about to be shot himself. So, 
he this causes the delivery boy to run away in terror which kevin finds to be absolutely hysterical which to be fair it it truly was it really was like i don't even care how that makes me look that was fucking funny especially funny. to a child my son laughs at some things that i'm over here like oh god i wonder if they're okay because like i'm a mom in my 30s like ah that's so ah but i could i know kid me would be like that's funny funny. how can i do something like that you know like it's yeah so it's funny absolutely doesn't mean that it's not super fucked up but really funny so he then uses this technique again against the robbers obviously which that uh, that's fucking smart yeah just sheer genius yeah um but why it makes sense to all the Redditors that believe this is uh, they they think that he, he did this degree of it for his own amusement. Instead of just calling the police or instead of like get, like trapping them, he enjoyed it, which is what Jigsaw likes to do. Jigsaw likes to trap people and just watch. Man. And that's what he did. He trapped them in there. So... He did. Like, and he would, he was like running around the house, seeing the whole thing, just loving it. And this is what the whole thing with why they think that Kevin became Jigsaw is Jigsaw would be literally half the time in the same building. One in the very first uh, saw, he's in the same room with them the whole time, posing as a dead body. Spoiler alert. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't think you were planning on seeing the movie. I'm not. But, um, so I'm spoiling a movie you never planned on seeing. That's cool. That's cool. I'll go ahead and put spoiler alerts in my uh, the, in my viewers, description the <laughs> for the viewers of the the audio. Absolutely. Hey, I'm sure a lot of them have vivid imaginations. <laughs> so, but yeah, so yes, yeah, spoilers. There should be there are going to be future spoilers in this rest of this episode. I should go ahead and say that now. Yeah. Hold your hats, guys. <laughs> so um, without ever having seen Saw. Uh, do you think that it's plausible that Kevin McAllister, the little boy whose parents and rest of his family forgot about him, to go on a vacation? That's so messed up that he started murdering people. Yeah. And if they had the will to survive, he would let them? Yes. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty dark. You know, you're talking about a kid <laughs> who cut the rope as two grown men were like two stories high. Yeah. Like he could have killed those people. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. You know? I mean, I would have knocked it out of bed. Okay, so let's start a rating system on these. Okay. Out of, let's say, one to five, it could also end up being ten because we're, I might not remember by the end of this podcast what level. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. I just, I, I have great memory. Okay, so right now we'll do one to five. Um, five being, I strongly believe in this movie theory to one being, I don't believe it in the slightest. Let's go ahead really fast and rate the Titanic one. One to five. One to five. That one's like a straight one Okay. For me. Okay. Just because I adore Jack. Uh-huh. And I, would, I don't want to do that to him. For me, I'm going to say a two mm-hmm. on the Titanic one because I, I can kind of, you know, get it. But I don't see how it could really work. He had too many scenes where he interacted with people. So, oh, yeah. And uh, this one, the... Kevin McAllister is Jigsaw. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with three. I'm going to stay right in the middle. Mostly because it just sounds too awesome. 
Like, that would that be a horror movie you would see like jigsaw's real backstory and it's just like it starts with home alone yeah, like, like, like... Cool. it's like a darker version like a dc version of home alone right. you know what i mean like it's just real dark and dreary and be, you guys hear that make that movie yeah. all right <laughs> and he'd be like that do- that doesn't sound terrifying jigsaw. there we go that's better that's better i think i like that one see, i like that one Right? All right. So that would be a movie. Would you guys see that? would love to know. Okay. Let's move along to more theories. Ah, salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please come closer. Too close. A little too close. There. Welcome to Agrabah, city of mystery. Oh, enchantment. Uh, the finest merchandise this time ever shown on sale today. Come on down. <laughs> Okay, so uh, probably like, I think I want to say like a month, maybe a month and a half ago, you and I were talking about this movie, Aladdin. Oh, Aladdin. Yes. I love Aladdin. Okay, <clears throat> no, we're not going to see our way, all of my listeners, but that. So uh, this is a theory that centers all around Aladdin. And it states that Aladdin takes place in a post-apocalyptic future. Have you ever heard of this one? No. No? You never have? I'm definitely intrigued. A post-apocalyptic future. Yes. Now, I want uh, my audience to know that Aladdin is one of my favorite ever Disney movies, movies, and I have mentioned this in the past, and uh, why I included this is, I know you told me that's basically the same for you. It's one of your favorite movies. Especially when it comes to... Like Disney. Disney. Exactly. Yeah, like old school Disney. Just, it's so good. It's super nostalgic. It's yeah. just... It's especially for people that are like us considered to the generations now, a lot of my listeners as well, ancient. So Aladdin is fantastic <laughs> to remind us of that. It's so bad. <laughs> okay, so let's run down this. So an extremely popular theory states that Aladdin is set in the uh, distant future rather than the past as we are led to believe and this can all be proven by the handfuls due to hints from genie himself who is you know as we all know played by robin williams absolutely like that shit just oh my heart still hurts for that okay so this theory goes like this in the middle of aladdin's makeover in prince ali genie states that his uh, Fez and Vest combo is much of the, what's it, the two third century. It's, yeah. So then uh, when Genie emerges from the lamp, he says it's been 10,000 years. Well, uh, you know, this doesn't add up correctly since uh, he's been locked away, he states, for so long he couldn't observe fashion. So if he was locked up for 10,000 years, that's why it gave him a, a crick in the neck. Mm-hmm. And yet this this uh, Vest and Fez combo is so third century. How would he be aware of this? Hmm. Yeah. So uh, this, this means that it would set the year back to 10,300 at the earliest. Now throw in all the impressions in pop culture that he uses in references, 
this would push that down even farther to no like earlier than 11 9 uh, 11,000 and oh my god I can't even say the uh, 11,970 I guess would be so it's still in the future from now yeah. but you know our past apparently and uh, this theory also is explained due to magical aspects on Aladdin's world and uh, this is not all done by cheating though I don't know it doesn't really so, because Carpet himself is a magic carpet, but Genie didn't control him. Correct. So, he is a remnant of the hover technology that has been hidden in the Cave of Wonders. That has been created since we've existed, you know, since humans. And, uh, oh, obviously there were still humans, but way future humans. Mm. Um, adding... Uh, that there's a there's talking animals which as we know as is not a thing currently not that, I know. not that i know of either i mean my dog i'm sure thinks he is talking often um these are the result of some sort of like society obsessed with talking to their pets and this is what happened they created this or some sort of mutation caused due to a nuclear fallout and uh, not to mention that Agrabah isn't even a real place in the history of the Middle East. So it is believed to be the name of a mix of Egypt, Ara uh, Arabia, and Afghanistan. And the theory even mentions that the video game also has evidence with 20th century road signs and that there is unexploded nuclear devices seen there as well. What? Yeah. That's hilarious. So, now so that I told you that. just went boom. <laughs> Watch out, they spit. <laughs> and blow up. Yeah. I ha as soon as you said that, all I thought of was the, like, the genie part where he's like, I can't hold it. Watch out, they spit too. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So, you've seen the movie, I'm sure, like me, hundreds of times. Yeah. And that's just going lightly. Um, what... What do you think about this theory? I think that's a fun theory. Yeah. I think that the idea of it being in the future and they're mocking our pop culture. Yeah. Is awesome and hilarious. Especially like look at how our society is going. Yeah. Currently. We we're well on our way there. Absolutely. Yeah. So honestly, I want to know what is your take on this theory? Do you think that this is like, let's just say I'm like a super eerie. This is what the actual left and I always talk about fucked up shit. And this is also, you know, humor right now. But how truly terrifying would it be to be like, it is a futuristic post-apocalyptic movie. Like, crazy, because our society sucks. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it again, though, with that in That mind. theory in mind? You know what I mean? Oh, like, then I could probably really absorb the whole thing and just take the movie in from a different perspective. That would be pretty that, fun. That right? would be pretty fun. That's... Yeah. yeah, with a live action too, that'd make things very interesting, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's a great idea. All right, so what do you rate this one? One through, what was it, five? It was five. Okay, no, I'll give, I'll give this one a, a, a four, actually. Just because, um, whether it's true or not, I think the idea makes the movie a little bit funner and... And it's a reason to watch it again from a different perspective, which is really cool. I mean, Excuse me, I had to burp. 
super sexy. <laughs> so they, I don't even think anyone could have heard that. I probably could have just gotten by without saying anything. Oh, yeah. It smells like roses. But... <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. What the actual F, Miss Harmony? My apologies. All right. So you say four. What do you say? I, I'm going to agree with you because I... I am I I don't even want to say four and a half, but I was very close to that. The only thing is, it's still, you know it's still a cartoon, you know. So like you can do anything in I a cartoon. What? So, Far but, away from the U.S., like it's different. Uh, <laughs> well, I know that's exactly what it's like over there. I've never been there. But I, I, yeah, I don't know, and like I don't want my I don't understand to be like that. <laughs> obviously, is that's that's yes. No, I don't understand. But no, I uh, I do I do say four because it's just too fun to not say it. <laughs> no, I just think that's a great. I think it's a fantastic theory. I, it's 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 interesting and it it fits. It it eerily fits. And now I want to watch it as well, and uh, just give it a whole a whole new meaning a whole new a, world. to a whole new world. Oh my god! <laughs> so uh, yeah, there you guys. Should definitely look more into that theory. By the way, there's more that I couldn't fully mention because there's like pictures and stuff. So to all of my listeners, you should check it pictures. out. They, were they? I guess some could say they were dirty pictures because they were like the end of Rated the world. Rated M A. Oh, uh-huh. mm. you know, people get crazy when there's rules. Well, I'm certainly proud of you, you blockheads. Now, our next theory. Have you ever seen Peter Pan? I am Peter Pan. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I've seen Peter Pan. Have you seen both the cartoon and Hook? Both. Yes. Multiple times. All right. I just wanted to be sure because some people, when you say, have you seen Peter Pan? They assume that, you know, it's just Hook, you know. I've even seen Pan. You've even seen Pan? I have. I have not seen that. Well, you're doing yourself a favor. Oh, is it that bad? It wasn't that good. It's no Hook? No, nothing is Hook. (laughs) I agree with you. Can you guys tell that we love Robin Williams? Okay. So, um... According to this theory, Peter Pan may seem like, you know, this this sweet boy, this this the boy that runs never never wants to grow up. Yeah, but he's actually the angel of death. Oh, well, that took a damn dark turn. Did it? Did it not? Jeez. Yeah. So Peter Pan isn't the innocent movie that you think it it is. It's how dare you think that this is just a sweet child. Wait, children's movie, child movie, that sounded weird. Children's movie, that's, how dare you? No, it is truly a dark, dark story. And that dark story is that Peter Pan is actually the angel of death. He appears to kids in order to safely guide them to Neverland, a.k.a. heaven. (sighs) Yes, so using the book... This also adds to the theory as it clearly states that Mrs. Darling heard stories about children who would die and Peter would part, would help them part like ways. Uh, Yeah. Adding as well that the author's brother died when he was only 13. So in his mother's eyes, that little boy never grew up. 
This is said to be the inspiration for the whole story of Peter Pan. Like he wrote Peter Pan for like a homage to his little brother. So instead of his brother passing away, like... He went to Neverland. Or maybe he even was Peter Pan. Like maybe he started Peter Pan. Yeah, and then started collecting lost boys. That sounds so creepy. It sounds really creepy. Could you imagine like... Why do you gotta be just, like, what, why does it gotta be kids? But then again, like, whoever would Man, who, actually... Nobody else would follow a 13-year-old, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Not the kind of wild people that we want to follow. Yeah, no. This is getting off topic. This is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, uh... But I mean, like, in all reality, like, let's take... I don't want... Like, I'm not looking at Hook, because Hook doesn't... I don't think falls into this even no, could... It was just... No. Really let's look at the, the Disney's, you know, cartoon version. It could be, absolutely, I could see it being a great story for kids. Like, Peter Pan, don't worry, he's going to be who takes you to Neverland. Like, maybe someone's sick, you know, and they hear this story and they kind of create it for them. Was that kid who died at 13 the sibling of the author? He was the, he was the sibling. Was he sick? I don't know. He passed away suddenly oh, at 13 be... years old. Suddenly. So I feel like his brother could have made that so story. Just... Oh, he probably was sick, but he just didn't know. Yeah. So it's a great thing. I could, I've, I want to give, go ahead. What, what, what would you give this theory? Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> well, come on, Wendy. Let's go. Where are we going? To Neverland. Neverland? Peter's taking us. Us? Of course. I, I couldn't go without Michael and John. Oh, I should like very much to cross swords with some real buccaneers. Yes, and fight pirates, too. <laughs> well, all right. But you gotta take orders. Hi, I saw. Me, too. But, Peter, how do we get to Neverland? Fly, of course. Fly? It's easy. All you have to do is to... Is to... Is to... Don't you know? Oh, sure. It's it's just that I never thought about it before. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like... <laughs> yeah? One to five. One to five. I feel like I, I want to give it more, but I feel like there's not enough to go off of. Like, it's a great... It's gr- it is a wonderful theory. It's, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's it, like it works, feeling, yeah. but it, there's not enough of, like... Where are the Lost Boys coming in from? Who's Hook? Why is he trying to kill him? Like, it only explains... Maybe Hook is, King, like, so. maybe that's Lucifer? I don't know. Oh, that's like, dark. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't know. The gatekeeper... No, no. What if, like, Hook's actually, like, somebody trying to take them to actual heaven and they're like in purgatory oh yeah oh that's sad that makes it even more heartbreaking oh, but i that it could make like like that yeah. is yeah like a middle yeah I don't know. Uh, yeah but yeah just because there's just it only really explains peter pan and nothing else about the world or the lost boys or the people who he fights or even a crocodile like what's significant what is that I'd, yeah i'd probably say like yeah like a two like on the lower spectrum just because i feel like uh it'd be nice if it had more like of a background it's just the world of just peter pan 
I didn't realize. It's still a good theory, though. It's interesting. It's, yeah, it's interesting. It's, yeah. It's the beginning of something interesting. Yeah, like, like. You could really dive deeper you in that. You could. So what What do you give this? One through the, the two. two? Yeah, I'm going to give two. it a two. I'm going to stick with the two. I, uh, so because I really, I could see this really having a grim, I mean, like, Brothers grim backstory to it, uh, you know, where it's this Peter Pan kid that comes through when you're sick and you're dying and you're maybe under the age of 13. Why? Oh my God, I feel so weird to say anything like that. But for some reason, you know, I don't know. But he comes and he helps you through this. I could see that, but I don't see a lot of it fully making sense in, you know, in, in that, in Peter Pan itself. So I wanted to give it a three. But I feel like I I would feel more comfortable the one. Oh wow, wow! You jumped because, <laughs> hopped over because I really over. like the idea of I it. Too. I think it's but really I amazing. don't see it. Yeah. I just I can I can I can see it, but I don't see it. Yeah. You know. I do. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. I see what you're saying. All right. So okay. Incredible. One of the worst performances of my career, and they never doubted it for a second. Now, this next theory is from one of my favorite movies in the 80s. Yeah. 80s. (laughs) That was when both you and I were born. Yeah. Some great things came from the 80s. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, Ferris Bueller from Ferris Bueller's Day Off did not exist. What? Yeah. Oh, you're killing me. Okay, so John Hughes' Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a classic. Yes. Like, we can agree there. Hands down. The story of a high school senior who would do anything to skip school for just one day and go around the city with his girlfriend and his absolute best friend in this whole wide world. So this is the theory that, you know, uh, that didn't happen that way like uh when you add in this okay this whole theory depends on another theory from another movie about fight club which is the fight club theory okay yeah yeah and for anyone who isn't really sure uh the fight club theory it's the narrator of fight club has encounters with a dangerous friend who he dreams of being just to end up being a figment of his very own imagination. Because, you know, some people don't know yeah. what that is. Which Fight Club, if you've never seen it, do yourself a favor and see it. So good. <laughs> okay. So, back to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So, they, they say that the whole movie isn't what it seems due to the Fight Club theory. So... Apply this Fight Club theory to Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Ferris now becomes the figment of Cameron's imagination. Oh, man. Okay. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Go ahead. So for me, this one is fucking knucking butts. There we go. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why. It's a different level. I don't know what that is. You don't get that? Did you get it? Did you get the joke in it? Knocking butts. It's fucking nuts, but mixed up because it's crazy. 
<laughs> okay, I'm gonna see myself out. Well, now everybody knows how dumb I am. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, I'm sorry, that was funny. The the theory is that the whole day while Cameron is lying sick in bed, he lets Ferris steal his dad's car and take the day off. This whole day is simply imagined and playing out in his mind. It's not until he destroys the front of the car that finally he gets a grip on everything and uh, decides to confront his father, because he's like inspired to, and uh, after which he imagines a final possible escape for Ferris and a storybook ending for Sloane, you know, the girl that Cameron secretly wants, but he can't have. I mean, she was way out of his league. I actually kind of really liked Cameron. I thought he was, like, just uh, quite adorable. And I did. Yeah, no. (laughs) But, you know, talking about a high school girl going for the bad boy. (laughs) No, I I get it. Okay, I get that. Poor Cameron didn't stand. He didn't, no. But But when he grows up and he's wearing that suit and tie making six figures, (laughs) they're going to come running. So, what do you do? You what do you take on this? Like that Cameron just laying there sick. He's imagining this. I could. I mean, I could believe that. Like there have been times where I've, I've been sick with like the flu, which makes and I'm the biggest baby in the world. And I've imagined going to the bathroom and then opening my eyes and going, "Oh damn, I haven't gotten up yet." Have you ever done that? Yeah. Like you've been so sick and yeah, you, you were delusional. You closed your eyes. Yeah. I did something, but you never moved. Plus, with the Fight Club theory, and that theory is. It's, it's it's it makes that movie obviously work, but oh, yeah. you know yeah. yeah. So, what do you rate it? What do I rate this one? Um, that Ferris Bueller is a figment of Cameron's imagination. Yes, but is Sloan also a figment of his imagination, or is she a real person? Uh, I'm pretty sure she's a figment, but she's based on a okay, girl, person. maybe from school, you know, but not like actually Sloan. Just. You know, like a girl he created. Okay. That's really neat. I like it. I'll, go, I'll give it a three. Right. I like it. I like, uh, I do like this theory a lot. And I I can see a lot of how it could really work. Especially because, you know, it is an 80s movie. It has the 80, typical 80s ending where everything is like triumphant and just super fantastic. It ends like with a cherry on top. Just yeah. Perfect. Cause I love it. That's how life really is. <laughs> well, that's how we watch movies. Exactly. Because, <laughs> goddamn it, somebody's got to have an ending. <laughs> wow. Factual. So, um, but yeah, uh, I'm going to give this one a four because I I do really like it. I, I'm kind of really for this one. And uh, our next one, though, is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's no earthly way of knowing (laughs) which direction we are going. There's no knowing where we're rowing or which way the river's flowing. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane a blowing? Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? 
Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes! The danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing! All right, now this one, again, is an older movie. I'm about to bring up some nostalgia. You're gonna love it. Willy Wonka. Oh, the original? Yes. The original. This is the original. Yeah. Willy Wonka's secret ingredient. Are you ready? Was it cocaine? Oh. <laughs> it was cocaine. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll do you one better. Um, according to this theory, it seems like Willy Wonka knew that these children that were going to go into his, uh, factory were going to get into trouble. And that meant that after Augustus gets, uh, sucked up and everyone gets on the boat, that the boat doesn't, oh, I'm sorry, let me get to the point really fast before I break down the theory. Uh, the kids are the secret ingredient. I was going to start explaining it. Sorry. Because um, these are my notes that I'm reading about it. So that way. That makes the chocolate delicious. Yeah. yeah you think? You think? You asshole think human? Kids, asshole kids? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Mm. I, I can't tell you how much I'm going to disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so. And uh, let's move. Let's move forward. <laughs> as I throw up a little bit in my mouth. So. The, the theory is backed up according to these uh, reasonings. So after Augustus Gluck is sucked up into the tube in the Chocolate River, as we know, which no humans have ever touched, uh, the boat that they get on to go through that terrifying motherfucking tunnel, only uh, the boat only it doesn't have, it's missing two seats. My apologies. Yeah, it's missing two seats. So it goes down in the amount of people that are supposed to be getting on there if he didn't expect something to be happening. Because it's literally... I'm sorry, my nose itched. Okay, because it's literally like... They the, knew that two people were yeah, going to do that. Yeah. So then uh, that, means, that means that they knew the Glukes or Glucks, Glukes, the Glukes, Augustus Gluke. Yeah. Uh, would have not been able to get on the boat. So they knew this. And then later, when only Charlie and his grandfather and the TV kid and his mother remain, there's a car ride that they go on. And that this time, there are only four seats, no extras. Which means, again, they had to be prepared for this. Then the Oompa Loompas even had songs prepared for each instance, something happened to a kid. Oh, man. I thought they were just really good at freestyling. Really? Oh, man. I this is not an Eminem like, move up whoa, here. Dude, these are some future rap stars. No. They started it off. <laughs> no, 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 no. These were not little rap gods. Oh, my gosh. No. Well, that's sad. Uh, the theory states that the secret ingredient for creating such delicious candy is children. That's disgusting. <laughs> you just said it sounded delicious. Well, it was more like, you know, uh, now, now our raspberry filling really tastes like raspberries. Oh, my God. 
The real reason Charlie ends up getting the factory is because he was apparently too smart to fall for the, quote, traps that Wonka had set to catch the kids during their tour. Yeah. So here's an issue with this theory. I want you first to give me your... Before I tell you the issue, because I want you to have an unbiased, what do you think of the theory? Oh, man. I think it's pretty dark, first off. Absolutely. A little dark. Yeah, what's up? My name's Harmony. I like to show people the dark side of the world. It's real nice to shut that light off and stay dark. dark. If you really think about it and you really watch it. It is, but like, for some reason, it's super good. Super fucked up. Yeah. Like, really fucked up. But it's such a good movie. It's a very satisfying movie to watch when you are a, like, decent human being. When you see assholes getting what they deserve. I just really like the movie because it's, like, in a candy factory. Like, who wouldn't oh, want to be in it? That's yeah. why I'm over here, well, like, it's such it a great movie. I watch it again as somebody who works with people, I can appreciate some people who are acting like assholes getting what they get. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I see it a little differently now as an adult. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um... I love the theory. I love the idea of it. I don't think I would eat the chocolate, but I like the theory very, very much. So what is your, what do you rate oh, it? okay. I'll give it a four. I'll give it a four because it's fun and I like it when people, ah, it's serving up a little justice. Now, I, before I, like, so I have an issue. There's an issue with the theory, but I love the theory. Mm-hmm. I think it's gold just because, I mean, it's great. Like, literally, Wonka tells these people, don't, just don't do this. And what, what is that one thing they, what is the one thing, the one thing that he asks of you not to do? You do. Yeah. You brought it on yourself. Absolutely. Stupidity. Sorry. Just... So, like, it's like, you know, you just, you don't do it. Just don't do that one thing. You could, like, no. Okay. So. Um, but the issue, oh yeah, I, I rate it, I want to give it like a four and a half, five. Honestly, I really love it. It's fantastic because of the, the proof in the theory that they've brought to the table. Yeah, did they find a dummy with a chocolate? No, 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 no. I'm just yeah. talking about all the, the countdown of oh, the seeds okay. and the, you know, like. Yeah. Okay. Somebody was, this is, this is serious. These are cereal. Do they serve soda? Because I think Phoebe got that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um. When Charlie gets up in the glass elevator at the end, they look uh, back, you know, below to see all of the children leaving the factory, complete with trucks full of their lifetime supply of chocolate. Augustus is thinner from getting stuck in the pipe. Violet is blue in the face. Veronica is covered in trash. And TV Mike appears taller than before. So... Therefore, they did not perish in their bad behavior. They survived and still were rewarded. Wow, that was disappointing to hear. And <laughs> I did, I've seen the movie a lot, and I did not ever notice them walking out a-okay. Right? That's why I wanted to save With the... That's why I wanted to save it. Of fucking chocolate. Yeah. But Charlie got the factory. I guess that's a win. But, oh, well, I guess maybe it's... Not so much a place where kids go to die and become chocolate, but where they get tortured and hopefully learn a goddamn lesson. 
<laughs> Can you imagine those kids when they're grown up? Like, like just as an adult right now. What? Like as no. a, <laughs> as a, you ain't going nowhere. For real, like as an adult in your thirties now, for like sure. you look back and it's like if your child were to come to you and be like, "I want," no, you're not. No, no, no. no. We we need to move. We need to change our names because he knows where I live. Like. <laughs> What have I done bad in my life for him to be looking for me? He is Jigsaw. Why is that not a theory? That's Why wouldn't Waka be, be Jigsaw? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, it's, it is a great theory. But the ending, which I didn't remember either. Like, I'm not I, going to rewatch that. I do not like, remember them walking out. But, well, the reason why, like, I don't want to say I remembered it, is I remembered it in the new one. Because they, they show them a lot closer up. And I was like, oh, that's cool. They have that in that one, but not the last. And uh, a friend of mine was like, no, dude, they have that. And I was like, what do you, we mean they have that? Yeah, gonna have to, gonna have to watch it. So, uh, yeah. And sure enough, she pulled it up right there on handy dandy YouTube and showed me. YouTube has everything. It does. And it lets you know when you are incorrect, which I, I was indeed incorrect. All right. So, uh, that there, do you still hold it? Right, where was it? A four, you said? Yeah. Still a chamber for so you times. you like the torture chamber but obviously not they're not they're not dead so you they're go for dead. that that was just, definitely torture you know i love i love how it tortured the parents of those kids too they deserved it just as much <laughs> especially because the was made sure to let them know that their kids were literal hellions literal hellions oh my gosh but it's a great yeah yeah Help me hide a body Come on, we can't delay No one can see him on the floor Get him out the door Before he can decay Alright, now I got a question for you How many times have you seen Frozen? At least, at least, at least like three times At least, God, you are lucky to be in single digits yeah. Yes. I mean, I've heard the song a half a million okay. times. Okay. But I've seen the movie like three or four times. Yeah. All right. Now, um, I've seen the movie countless, countless times. I've only seen the second one one time. Thankfully, my son was not as big of a fan. Oh. Love the first one, though. Man, did he love the first one. It was good. And the song, I was singing that in my sleep for far too long. Uh, so this theory revolves around Frozen, and it is that Kristoff from Frozen is wearing Sven's mother's hide. Oh my God, your face! <laughs> Wait, repeat that one more time for me. <laughs> what? Kristoff. Kristoff is wearing Sven's, who is his, you know, his uh, his, his reindeer. Yeah. Um. Mother's hide. Oh. That's a dark theory. Yeah, I'm so sorry that I don't have a nice one right now. That's... So, would you like to hear How what... How is that possible? This, a Reddit user states that it's possible. By the way, this Reddit user's name is SuperCloud1. And they suggest this theory. The theory suggests that it was the ice harvesters who killed Sven's mother. As we know that both Kristoff and Sven were with the workers of Arendelle at the beginning of the film. So, that checks out. But it gets darker from there. 
Are you ready for it to get darker? I'm just going to ruin this movie yeah. for no, you. No, I'm not ready. But tell me okay. what's happening. Okay. The reason for Kristoff and Sven's intense bond is all because Sven can smell the scent of his deceased mother on Kristoff. Uh-huh. The Redditor goes on to say that, quote, in the context of the story, it all fits together. The ice harvesters must have killed Sven's mother, leaving a baby Sven for Kristoff to look after and gave him the pelt for him to wear. This explains why Sven is so close to Kristoff and why Kristoff still wears the same pelt. The smell re reminds Sven of his mom. Reminds him of his mom. How dark is that? That's not nice. That's like... So mean. That like pulls on your heartstrings and you don't even know what direction. Like, oh, that's fucking... That's super dark. Like... So sad. It is. You know? Like, we gotta, like, nice. Sven and Kristoff have a fantastic bond. Yeah, the chemistry between them is Which, like Aladdin and Abu. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, that just makes it so dark. Because yeah. he is wearing a fucking belt. Yeah, he is. And then you just sit and think, like, oh, no. It's now his mom. Oh. Uh, well, I mean, better, you know... At least it's not like. Oh, we don't talk about that. Like we don't we don't talk. No, I mean like we don't talk about her. Yeah, like, like we don't you know, even like... know. In in a world where this little kid has built a bond with a, a animal that they apparently communicate. I mean, if you're with something long enough, I'm sure you. Could... It's true. You should ask me and my dog. Yeah. We communicate. Exactly. Super well. I don't even have to say stuff. Sometimes I just point. He looks at me. I do it again. He, it's like him questioning me. Like. You sure? Excuse me? You want me to do that? Yeah. And then I do it, you know, point again, fine. But only this time because I allow it. It's like, no, 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 no. You tell yourself that, Bastion. You tell yourself that. Yeah. All right. So uh, we uh, are going to stay on the topic of Frozen for our next one. Ooh, neat. In those early days, Walt Disney himself was the voice of Mickey Mouse. Now he's a tycoon at the center of a vast business empire. Mr. Disney, can you still make a noise like Mickey Mouse? Well, yes, uh-huh, but, uh, of course, I don't make many Mickey, uh, Mickey Mice films. <laughs> Can you make that noise for us now? Well, uh, Mickey talks up like this, you know, kind of a falsetto. Of course, he's an old mouse now in the falsetto. <laughs> this theory is, again, about Frozen, and it states that Frozen was a distraction. So... Frozen found huge success, as we just talked about, with its release in 2013. Oh my God! It's been that long. I know that was I when I wrote that down. I had to Google it again because I was like, "Fuck you, no, 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 uh, no." Yeah, it's a uh... almost ten years old. Oh God, we are we are old. Yeah, man. All right. So, uh, however. There is a theory that states that the entire movie only exists to hide the truth behind Walt Disney himself. Is he still alive? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's find out. Let's okay, find out. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> 
This theory derives from another theory that Walt was frozen upon his death so that he could be brought back to life in the future. So the theory here is that Disney made uh, Frozen in an effort to bury this idea far back into the internet's corners. Yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, that's believable, though, because he was frozen, what, with, like, Austin Powers, I think. Remember? (laughs) Did you just bring up a movie? Yeah. Have you not seen Austin Powers? Yeah, so this is hilarious, though. Well, I'm just saying. So we're going to... Hollywood is obviously proof that this is... Factual. Right here. Like, he was frozen with Austin Powers. I saw it in a movie. It's gotta be true. It's gotta be true. I I heard on the internet. (laughs) No way it's not true. No way. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, So, Disney did this, by the way, in case you're, like, wondering, super curious about it. Uh, They did this. So, if you search Disney and Frozen, pages uh, about the movie come up and almost nothing about Walt and his Frozen body theory will pop up which you want to know what's crazy is uh before frozen i do 100 i remember because this theory first went around where i saw it on a bulletin on myspace about uh not this over that walt disney had been frozen not the movie frozen because that wasn't even like a thought in anyone's eyes you miss tom um, as much as i do tom was like my first internet friend that he i like still my only internet friend genuinely like waved at me when he saw me <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah. the picture he's nah. always he's a happy guy oh man yeah uh but anyway so i yeah face, huh? yeah i uh frozen disney so that was the first time i saw the theory about uh frozen we know that Walt. was before 2013 and absolutely and then um the theory again about frozen being made for a distraction was i heard from shane dawson Gosh, i don't even know do you know that name does that ring any bells for you i've seen dawson's creek <laughs> i don't know if that has anything to do with this <laughs> it has nothing to do with oh i love it i love it fantastic <laughs> but um from there though uh you people can google and stuff but yeah it's it's a crazy uh it's a crazy theory what do you think i um, I, I, I don't care for it. <laughs> do you have any, do you, do you like it? Do you think, uh, you think it's believable? One or five? Oh. One, two, five, not one or. Oh, one, two, five. <laughs> one through five. That's what I meant. Thank okay. you. Okay. Those are the okay. words. Again, don't know why I'm a podcaster sometimes. Oh, no. You said two with two, two O's. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. You said two with two O's. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway. Alrighty. So we are talking about this what do you believe? Do you believe it could be made Yeah, be a distraction. Push back people looking up Disney. Well, yeah, because body. it takes in order to find anything about that theory, you have to dig past like well past like page nine to fifteen in Google. Man, that's which... one hell of a distraction because that made a boatload of money. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, you know what? Let's give it a five. And I Ooh. say that because, I mean, it was a very successful movie. I got to say, I liked it. I sung a It was a damn good times. movie. It really yeah, was, it was, like, really seriously. Cool. It was really cool. And I'm not going to lie. Especially Let It Go right was influence. super catchy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Under the Right Influence as well. Like, that's, that, that's a fun movie. That's a fun movie. It, yeah. And the idea that it was also made to create, to cover something up while being very successful, it's just awesome conspiracy theory. Oh, they're just the best. Yeah, so definitely five. 
five. You go to five. I am going to give it a, you know, because I've heard about it for years and I really genuinely like it and I remember the original theory, I don't, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Four and a half. I want to give it a five, but. You hate that song that much. I, I, it's not that I hate that song that much, no. <laughs> but what I do hate is the follow-up. I don't, I liked it, but I don't feel like it was needed. Well, it's always good to bury a little deeper, you know? So, <laughs> did you just, in case it wasn't enough, in just case like, it wasn't they're enough. still going, they are Make still digging, okay? We board. need to make a sequel. Get ready for a pre prequel. We gotta have their their you know, early life you know. in the ready, so we're gonna have a prequel coming out in case people are still digging. Yeah. Yeah. Until they stop looking to learn about Walt Disney's frozen body, they're going to keep making them. Yeah. Right? I, would, I mean, I would. <laughs> Elsa, please, I know you're in there. You've been hiding all these years. They say don't cry, and I have tried to. I bodies without you, now I'm out of tears I've killed mother and father, now it's just you and me What are you gonna do? Won't you help me hide their bodies? Okay, um, I'm gonna fair warn my audience, get a tissue because just a single clip that I'm about to play, which I'm gonna add in by the way, in case you're wondering why I'm gonna play it for you, but you, what you hear isn't gonna be what they hear. Oh. It's even the same audio, just like different. Because oh. you're hearing it now, they're not gonna hear it. As, you know what, you'll, you'll see, let's continue. Yeah. But I'm gonna play a quick audio and you uh, now know what we're talking about. All right, so now that we are all aware of what movie this is about, here we go. Carl from Up was dead all along. What? <laughs> As if the first few minutes of Up don't already, you know, create a heart-wrenching story, this theory will only make it worse. Up follows widower Carl Fredrickson and the eight-year-old scout Russell, as they embark on an adventure to South America in Carl's house, tethered by balloons. You, you know this movie, correct? Oh, very well. Yes? yes. All right. Well, let's rip off the wound and expose... I'm sorry. Let's rip off the band-aid and expose the wound. Yeah. Because this theory states that Carl 
Carl actually died in his sleep after he was notified that he needs to leave his beloved home and move into a retirement home. This uh, left all that happened to be Carl's afterlife or maybe journey into it. That's crazy. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> so uh, what about, you know, if we want to question if this theory is possible, what about the little boy? What about Russell? You know, like he was very much there. Uh, he is trying to, quote, boy. earn his <laughs> wings. He's trying to earn his wings. That was oh. what he was getting. Remember his badge for helping the elderly? It was his wings. Um, the angel took form of a little boy to make up for Carl's loss of his wife and the fact that she could not bear children of her own. So they, this angel getting his wings, you know, got took the form of a child. And uh, the house represents Carl's attachment to the physical world. And paradise, paradise falls is the perceived place to be his heaven. So he needed to take his physical aspects with him until he could let go, which was there, which he let go of all of it. Yeah, he did. It it really, what, but it's so good too. My son had me watch it uh, recently, like four times in the span of seven. I have never cried so much. I cry the first few. I can't not. The moment, spoiler alert coming, the moment she dies, I just, I cry a little bit. Yeah, that's very sad. Spoiler alert, yes, I'm sure. Spoiler alert. But that's what happens. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. So what? what is your take on this theory? I mean, it's kind of adorable, you know? I mean, they... It's kind of nice think about that he he didn't really have to live much longer on that earth after she left yeah you know he got to move on in his own way um but i don't think the story really sticks because if that was the case if they both died within a very short amount of time why are they just telling his story yeah and not hers if yeah. they both you know what i mean if, if yeah. they're like literally it's like like the notebook <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the end. No spoilers. Oh uh, yeah, he won't. He won't spoil a movie, but I, only because it's part for these theories. I will, but usually I do not condone spoiling movies. But if you do have to for the content you create, you warn people. Yeah, but yeah. So, you know, like if that was the case, I feel like if they both passed away so close to each other, it'd be about both of them. So I don't know if this the. So really, the theory has any weight to it. So what would you rate it then? Oh, probably a one. It just doesn't seem feasible. Really? It doesn't seem feasible. Like, if, if that's the case and it's about him getting to the other world. Like, she just passed away. Like, how is she so far ahead? <laughs> I mean, she she she'd been gone for a little bit. She'd been oh, gone okay. for a little, not right. too it's... long, but a little bit. And, like, I, I totally kind of really like this theory. I think it's a... As opposed to, like, just thinking about him being miserable and genuinely, like, oh, I never took the love of my life to this place that she wanted, and she passed away, and, like, you know, yeah. like... I mean, the story's really sweet, I mean, without, like... Yeah, I kind of, I kind of think it's, I like it. I think it's, I'm gonna give it a three, because I think it's sweet. I think, you know, him being told after he, because he loses, he assaults that, that guy... 
that's trying to take his like mailbox to fix it, he loses his mind because that's his wife's handprint that died, which I'm assuming, which we're never really told, is it cancer? I'm assuming, in some some way, she dies, you know, and like he's he's heartbroken, devastated. So I think. So he at that point you know everything's just consumed him he realizes he's the only plot of land that has the house at all there everything is just built up to a a literal city metropolis and he's i i don't i think he just i think he has a heart attack yeah my bad i think you're right yeah he did stay a while after she passed huh Mm -hmm. wasn't like but everything went really fast only in the movie yeah. Again, again, yeah, you don't because you don't even know what how she. It, everything moves really quickly, but like I, I give it a three. I don't. There's not a lot to hold it after. Like okay, it could I could get it, because, I I mean no maybe I don't know. I still that's why I give it a three is because I don't know like I it's. A dog that could talk. That was because of the guy who invented. That thing, to, you know, where the yeah. dogs could do that, which was supposedly by this aeronautical dude, guy, thing, man, I don't know, that could, it was a pilot and, you know, a, a psycho madman as well. So, but we we know, as we know with, like, kids' movies and movies of that kind of way, uh, the villains are always these, like, super smart, uh, can build, create anything, and they use it all for evil. They never are like, you know what I could do? I could put all of this hatred into something superb. And then people would know my name. <laughs> That's what the, the they always want to say. Right? They always want to say that. They'll know my name. Oh, we all. I mean, Mr. Bezos is for Amazon, so. Oh, God. That man makes like $2,000 a second. Oh, man. A second. He makes like in a day millions guys we shop on amazon too much that's what that tells me i mean this whole microphone set came up on amazon (laughs) (laughs) i don't have currently nothing around me is from amazon yeah no but usually everything around me is from amazon because you want to know the true moral story there is i just hate people so the lowest interaction with humans i can have sign me up yeah the only time i'm with other people is when i'm being paid to deal with them me is, uh, I want to say same, but usually it's when I have to eat or it's like, wow, yeah, usually when I have to eat or if I'm being paid. If I'm being paid. I just don't like people. Sorry, people. I love you, but most of you I don't like. Okay, so let's move on to the next theory. Alright, now, uh, if I say the name Boo, what movie do you think of? Say the word Boo? Yeah. Monsters, Inc. Yes, okay, fantastic. We're on the same page here. Okay, so, Boo from Monsters, Inc. is actually a witch. What? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. So, in July of 2013, John... uh, Negroni shared his... What did you just call me? I'm just kidding. I, I actually... <laughs> I, uh, Sorry. You're fine. No, 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 you're fine. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Um, 
his uh, grand, he shared a, a unified theory of Pixar. Like, it connected all of the Pixar movies together. And this theory weaves together all 14 of the films at the like, time that he released. But they basically will still keep connecting. Okay, so. The theory has two parts. All Pixar movies are not only exist in the same universe, but in one circular timeline. And part two, all the cool things that happen in the movies come from the source of magic. So this is all from the source of magic and now enters Brave. Okay? Yeah. All right. I love Brave. So I've never seen the movie. <sighs> I'm pretty sure I own it too. Oh, honey. I don't. I don't it deserves know. a chance. I just really never does. seen it. Uh, I'll, I'll think about it. Okay, don't email me and tell me that I, I should. I probably should. I know that. So, because people will. They're going to email me like, you should watch I'll it. Tell them that you should tell it. <laughs> I will, eventually. I have so many things. Anyway, maybe. Maybe. Okay, so, Brave. This movie takes place in the Dark Ages. Uh, the movie introduces magic to the universe through a mysterious witch. This magic, powered by closeness to humans, can bring um, un in inanimate objects to life, turn people into animals, and turn doors into magical portals. Hmm. Now, in Monsters, Inc., when Soli goes to collect uh, human energy and accidentally reveals himself, to a uh, little little girl, you know, boo. He changes everything. This is yeah. according yeah. to the theory and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's theorized that as Boo grows up, she cannot forget Kitty, mm -hmm. and uh, who appeared through a portal door. She grows into a powerful witch, and then tracks down Soli using magical portal doors. Huh. Uh, so Boo, who is the witch in Brave, as you've probably figured it out by now, mm -hmm. according to this theory, as she can use magic portals and she has items from throughout history scattered through her house. Uh, there's even a drawing of Soli, uh, which is etched into one of her things, which I can pull up if you want to see it. That's crazy. Do you want to see the drawing? Yeah. Okay. Hold on one second. We're going to, I'm going to show him you guys, you guys should Google this. Sweeping by itself. That's ridiculous. Wood cannot be imbued with magical properties. I should know. I'm a wee whistler. All right, so you saw it. Uh, now with all of that, and I didn't go into like huge detail of the actual Pixar theory because that thing to explain is all in of itself and is very grim and very dark. Maybe on another one, I'll pull up some more things. But, um... What do you what do you think? That's pretty cool. I like the idea of Pixar having their own universe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe all the heroes of the Pixar universe, you know, all the Toy Story tours, Girl from Brave, um, the monsters, all got group up to fight one big baddie. That'd be awesome. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> so what do you rate this? I love it. I think I would give it a five. I love Brave and I love Monsters Inc. and I like the idea of that universe being intertwined mm -hmm. you know now solely because i have never seen brave 
but I have seen the pictures of Soli being in the witch's house, which I think is crazy awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give it a four. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I saw Brave, I would understand the magic a lot more and be more behind this theory. Yes, you would. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely would. You have to watch Brave. <laughs> okay. Oh. No, I will. I'm going to eventually. Soon. Maybe. Hold it to it. Hold it to it. Use thy voice, Sarah. Fill the sky. Bring the little brat to die. <laughs> Now, one of my favorite movies when it comes to any time of year, because I will find a reason for it to work, but no matter what, the moment September 1st hits is playing is Hocus Pocus. Oh, I love Hocus Pocus. Hey. All right. So, uh, you safe to say you've seen the movie. Every Halloween since I was like 11. Right. <laughs> so, um... That was that... my first crush, Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, that's yeah. Much. Yeah. That's when I realized that I was Come, little a man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's when I first got excited. Man. No, she was, she looked great. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Y'all so... don't it. <laughs> so, um, the... There's this theory that involves Hocus Pocus, and it's about the fourth witch in Hocus Pocus. Okay, there were three. Exactly. That's why this is a theory about a fourth oh. one. Get the front door out of here. <laughs> okay, so, um, all right. So, one film that is obviously an instant classic everybody knows is focus focus so the film in case you've never seen it and if you haven't get out from under your i was about to say patrick star come on come on um it's become a household tradition sort of it's like a it's like a an occult classic a cult classic watching home alone during christmas it really is or like a a christmas story uh, for some people you don't watch that what i I do i do no no i do don't get me wrong it's just I, I actually don't watch Christmas better. Story. I watch uh, is it a Christmas Vacation. Oh, Chippy yeah, Chase. Yeah, yes, yes. I love that. Was yeah. So um, no, but you're right. So yeah, Hocus Pocus is it's it is it's a normal it's like during the holidays of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Hocus yeah. Pocus, if you're a kid, especially. So there's again for those who haven't seen it, there is Allison, and many of you who have, including you, you, you know who Allison is. Correct. Uh, she is the love interest of the main character, Max, and she may be a witch. And that is, that's claimed due by uh, evidence that we can see, which I'm about to share with you. Okay. When we first meet Allison, it is during a scene at school where the class is learning all about the Sanderson sisters. Max, having just moved to Salem from California, dismisses the legend for the sisters and uh, tries to flirt with Allison. She rejects this, however, and the two conveniently cross paths when Max, the Max and uh, 
his sister stumble into her family's Halloween party. Then uh, this would just like do it like a masquerade, you know, just. Yeah, the uh, yeah. one where she sings. and. So she's in this like outfit that seems to just stand out. It stands out. Uh, it is believed that Allison's family are also part of some kind of secret like uh, society. So because they are, it's said that they are possibly part of this secret society, her family, and that she was, they had this party going on on Halloween night, which usually have rituals and that they happen to like meet during the talk of these witches. Um, you know, they're also that her family are these descendants of the Salem townspeople who originally killed the Sanderson sisters. Yeah. It's revealed that Allison's family owns the Sanderson house as well. What a coincidence. Yeah. And later in the film, Allison looks at the, at Winifred's uh, spell book, despite Bink's warning that if she is a regular human with no magic ability, that there is nothing for her in it. Allison opens the book and alerts the sisters to it, allowing them to kidnap Max's sister, uh, Danny. Yet then they uh, still like arrive, and Allison uses knowledge that she finds in the in the book uh, throughout the movie to protect them from these sisters. Which Binks said, "You can't do unless you're a witch. You can't even understand the book. So what you doing?" So. Uh, this encounter even has Sarah Sanderson refer to her as a white witch. She says it in... What did you just call me? <laughs> I'm scared. No, but she says it in the movie to her. So, this one, I think, has a lot of merit. A clever little white witch when she's on the broom. The part you're talking about. Yeah. She's throwing the salt. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty I sure. Think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Because she learned it from the, the book. book. <clears throat> Just like she had those things, those tents to make it look like it was daytime mm-hmm. with the lights. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, dude! That's pretty nice. I like that. That's a cool theory. I think that's yeah. the coolest theory. So, so what far. do you? What do you? What do you go with I'll, this one? I'll rate that one like like high up. Yeah, I'll give it like a five. Awesome. Yeah. Because yeah. I like Alice. I like it, dude. Alice. Allison being a being a witch, yeah. Because yeah. she cool. ultimately kind of just saves it. You yeah. know, she like really does. Yeah. I mean, because Max is a moron. He so, really is. You know, thank God for the cat. What was it? I love <laughs> his sister. What? Like, when he's like, what happened? A virgin lit the candle. Dummy. It's a fucking fantastic. Yeah, but um, the cat the is... Likes black. <laughs> the cat is my favorite. Binks. Yeah. Binks. Oh my God, I love him. Binks. Sebastian. Yeah, but, uh, all right, so, uh, the next theory is, yeah. I want a talking cat. You want a talking cat? I want a talking cat. You know, I just want a talking animal. Well, which would talk, bringing back to Aladdin, you know, we're just heading, we're heading there. (laughs) We're heading there. One day. Hey, I can fly! He can fly! He can fly! He can talk. <laughs> That's right, fool. Now I'm a flying talking donkey. You might have seen a house fly, maybe even a super fly, but I bet you ain't never seen a donkey fly. <laughs>
Now we are about to talk about one of the best movies of all times. Like, best. Okay. It is Shrek. Uh, huh. Am I wrong? I mean, it's a pretty fantastic movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but this involves Donkey's backstory. And this shit is dark. Oh my god. Yeah. So Shrek never really gives Donkey a backstory. However... There's one theory that states that he actually comes from Pinocchio. And uh, while the origins of other characters seen, like the Gingerbread Man or Three Blind Mice, are very well known, uh, Donkeys doesn't appear to come from any specific fairy tale. What are you What are you thinking so far of it? That's yeah. That's that's very true. Like you know, I can't put Donkey in any any Disney movie like that. There isn't really any... There's no place that he fits. No, except fans of the animated 1940 version of Pinocchio remember that there is a sequence where the title character heads to Pleasure Island, Mm -hmm. where wayward boys can drink, smoke, and do as they wish without adult supervision. However... It's revealed that these boys are actually turned into donkeys and sold as slave labor. Excuse me, I I burped. Excuse me. Still hot. (laughs) So, it is all revealed that some of the boys who are turned into donkeys can still talk. According to this, the theory states that Donkey is in fact one of these boys. That's crazy. Yeah. So, grew up the rest of his life as a donkey. Yeah. And uh, more that's added to this theory is that in Donkey's introduction scene, his owner is an old lady who is trying to sell him, but nobody believes that this donkey can talk. (laughs) Pinocchio seems to be the only major fairy tale featuring talking donkeys. Shrek the Third also offers a clue stating that Donkey alludes to being bullied and getting wedgies when he was young, which only makes sense if he was human. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) Then later, he and Puss exchange bodies, and Puss has a hard time controlling his hee-hawing and talking normally, which suggests that Donkey's had plenty of time to practice. Because he tells Puss he'll learn to control it over time with practice. Oh my gosh, that's funny. So, with all that I just shared with you about this theory, what do you take on it? Oh man, I think it's my favorite theory so far. You said that about the last one! Yeah, well, that's because I didn't hear this one. (laughs) (laughs) So you like this one? This one's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The idea that, I mean, you always wonder, like, oh my gosh, like, where did the fucking do- talking donkey come from? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Especially because he steals the movie. He really does. So. The idea that he was a kid in that mm-hmm. entire world mm-hmm. and turned into a donkey for smoking and drinking, let that be a lesson to you kids. <laughs> if you do it, don't do it at Pleasure Island, obviously. Yeah, yeah, unless you want to look like a jackass. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. I love this one. But I'll, t- I'll give it a four. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a solid four. Definitely a solid four. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a five on this one. What? You gave it a five? <laughs> I really like it. It's a great one. I think it's super. I think it's like fucking yeah, man. I like yeah, it. It's I awesome. believe it. Yeah. I'm for it. So I give it a five. That would be if I were uh, Simon and this were American Idol, it would get my uh, star. That makes my... sense too. I mean, he started as a kid and turned into a donkey and lived the rest of his life as a donkey. Yeah. That's where the princess had to decide whether she wanted to be a princess or another ogre. Yeah. And she just lived in that skin. See? Full circle. Mm hmm. Oh, man. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say that I, I, you're, you're a Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like. Love Star Wars. For sure. Okay. Yeah. What about E.T.? Sure. E. Um, I mean, I've seen E.T. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, but I don't remember not liking it. It was a cool movie. Okay. All right. Well, this theory states that E.T. is, in fact, a Jedi. What? Yeah. The theory is that E.T. from Steven Spielberg's E.T. the Extraterrestrial is actually a Jedi Knight from Star Wars Universe. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so proof is L Lucas and Spielberg were to film, they went to film school together. And then there, they were very close. They developed uh, the Indiana Jones franchise together and helped each other behind the scenes. This is not a secret. This is very well known. Uh, there are even Star Wars references in E.T. Most obvious is a trick-or-treater who is dressed like Yoda, which E.T. sees and tries to talk to. <laughs> then second is not as noticeable, but it's when Elliot is playing with Star Wars and you see figures that are seen only in silhouette. Now, these are actually a uh, Luke Skywalker figure, I think, a Stormtrooper. That's crazy. And uh, I have that Luke Skywalker figurine. Uh, not that exact one. I'm one that's supposed to be that from the movie. It's an ornament. And I got that from a follower, which is super red. That is pretty dope. Yeah. It's an original print one like from the actual it's got its old box from like the way like before i was born that's insane yeah or when i was born i don't know it's old yeah all right so um but yeah and then uh star wars episode one the phantom menace was released in 1999 many people couldn't help but notice that the delegates of the galactic senate who look like some sort of species of et have you ever seen them I have, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have seen that. Ha and what, what is your take on that? Holy crap. Because those are, I, I mean, like, I didn't know if you had seen them, and if you hadn't, I would have pulled them up. But no, it's definitely... Yeah, we know. I mean, at the console, it's all these different species from all these mm -hmm. different planets, so why wouldn't ETs... Yeah. Maybe that wasn't ET, but it was the same it's, species. Yeah, I was going to say, it definitely yeah, no, looks like... Yeah, I think like... I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So, now that, with that, what do you, what is your take on... I want to watch E.T. again. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe his finger is a lightsaber. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So do you, what, do, you, do you believe this one? Do you like this one? I like this one a lot. I like this one a lot. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say that E.T. is a Jedi. 
you know? But um, I would assume he's from a world where they understand what Jedis are. So, yeah, that's a cool, that's a cool idea. Yeah. That's a cool idea. Well, I, what do you rate it? What do you, one through five? Oh, like a four, like a four. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's cool. It's clever. I love it. Um, I'm with you. I'm going to say a four as well. I'm with you on it because, you know, you can see them in another one, which makes it super. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give this a four as well. And I love this theory. And we're going to do one more theory, but it's not a dark movie theory. It is a dark TV show theory. I love TV shows. He was still cross when they reached the top station. Sir Handel was hoping for a rest. But his driver thought otherwise. Grow up, motherfucker, said his driver. Let's get you back on the rail. Now, I don't know personally if you've ever seen this show, but I'm going to ask you, and then we'll go from there. Have you ever seen uh, Thomas the Tank Engine? Oh, yes, I have a child, and he used to love that show. I hate that show <laughs> with all my heart. I get it. It is... Oh. You may be on board with this then. Okay. All right. So, uh, Thomas and the Tortured Trains is what we're going to call this. The internet has lit up a few years ago when uh, a disturbing element of the children's show, Thomas the Tank Engine, was brought to light. In the trains, uh, they are when the de- trains are deemed unnecessary or unworthy or damaged, no longer useful. They end up being scrapped, completely taken apart, and killed. This even plays out in many of the episodes. In one episode, a train is pulled apart when they are hooked to when it's hooked to uh, another train, and then that train is started to go in one direction. And the other one is staying still, so it's completely ripped to shit, just right in half. Oh my God. Another train is uh, now left as a hollow corpse after it was turned into a generator. His shell now sits hollow in a shed, blank-faced and all. Uh, just lovingly forever and motionless loss. Murder. Yes. Uh the trains are so afraid of this happening to them that in one episode there is a scene where a train named Hero is so afraid he will be scrapped that he is shown living and hiding out in the woods by himself because he is so scared. Um, The humans seem to do this and enjoy it out of uh, torturing the trains And they do it just because they can. They want to. They love it. In another episode, the railroad manager points to the trains uh, and paints uh, James pink. Uh, He points to him. He's mocking him. And he ends up painting this James train pink just so others would see him and make fun of him as well. James was so humiliated that he went and hid in a tunnel. Is mean. Yeah, the humans are actually very mean to the trains. If you guys go back and like watch this show, I encourage you to just like go look at some clips of humans interacting with trains and Thomas the Tank Engine. Dude, they're assholes. Yeah, but if you are gonna watch them, look for the ones that are narrated by George Carlin. <laughs> Those are good. 
that was the the narrator the voices or what they've really had, they've had numerous narrators but my yeah. favorite was always george carlin that's the only time i could sit down and watch the show but yeah so uh that's pretty dark that's yeah. really bad and we i wanted to, to do that theory because i know but man there's some dark theories out there like i'll i think we should definitely have you on here again and i want to do some tv show theories, but i want to do like the 90s like shows that we grew up watching Say by the bell. I have. I actually just recently did a episode a podcast where I talked about some of these, and Safe by the Bell was one of them. Oh wow! Yeah, Sorry I missed that. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, but yeah, so what is your take on this theory? This theory is is really dark. It's really fucked up. It's a kids show. Yes, it is. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's safe. Doesn't mean it's safe, right? But not from the internet. I mean, I'll give it a three, but I do hate this show. Like, Why do you hate the show? Be, maybe it's just because my son used to watch it over and over again. And the facial expressions those trains had were really creepy. Like, try turning Thomas the Train on with no music and in a dark room. No. <laughs> just, Hard pass. You know I mean? like, Hard pass. Their faces are, really say a lot. Oh my god, <laughs> they do. Yeah. They do, yeah. Do a good job animating that. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a... So we know that the humans are assholes to the trains. Like, we get that. I mean, we know humans are assholes, and period. That's not so true. <laughs> uh, we know that there are corpses of the trains, that they do pull them. I'm going to give it, like, a four. Oh, yeah. It holds yeah. weight, huh? It does. Yeah. To me, it holds a good amount of weight there. <laughs> I like it. I like it. As usual, this is where we start to say goodbye because we're at the end of the episode. Goodbye. <laughs> I'll miss you. <laughs> what did you think of the theories, though, before we head out? You know, that's the whole reason was yeah, to have you tell me what you thought. A lot of fun, and it's cool to see a different perspective or a different view on movies that you love. You know, so there's a couple that I'm gonna have to rewatch. You With know, a whole different mindset. Yeah, like going back to that Aladdin one and yeah. it being, you know, post-apocalyptic. So dark, man. Insane. So dark. Um, but so plausible. Yeah, definitely. Definitely <sighs> plausible. But it was fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Um, so future, definitely want to have you back on here. Do some more, and maybe we'll go through some more, like I said, like maybe TV show theories for like the 90s or maybe even the 80s. Uh, we'll we'll get some some dark things and maybe some funny stuff, you know, that that makes some laughter. Yeah. So it's not all like. Nothing but these were good. You got it. These were good. They were. They were really these, good. Some of these were fantastic. Really All right, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning into this episode. I will still be releasing another episode this week that will be some sort of true crime, murder, mystery, conspiracy, haunting, uh, something to make you finish listening and go what the actual f did i just listen to why and uh, as usual i will be the one that will be make you being left thinking like that i love you guys and thank you so much richie for being on here 
is a delight. Well, thanks for having me. I hope everybody had a good time. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode of What the Actual Left. Love you. Later. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.